0: not get a whole lot better than that. On debut. <laughs> and his keeper took it! 1-1! In next to no time! And it's the local kid, Campbell. One of their own! 1-1! Lockhart's smile didn't last for long, nor Abraham's. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to The Pundit. With your boy, Metembeen Zalifa Sanbonani, Minjani Makaya. I hail from Bulawayo. As I said, we just put out the intro. Um, Lovely to be here. Really excited. We're thrilled. We're happy to be uh, finally putting this out for you guys to finally uh, listen and perhaps develop an interest in the beautiful game. So, initially, um. My team and I, well, my team is very limited. You know, we don't have a lot of people. It's just me, myself and I. So we do everything from the producing to uh, even the voiceovers. But hopefully as we just keep getting better and better, and as we keep growing, we'll have more people in studio with us to actually help with the recording and also uh, have fans over passionate fans to come and share their opinions on uh, the beautiful sport. So. If you're familiar with football, you might notice that today's intro for the first ever episode, uh, that was Peter Dury delivering his best commentary. Well, not his best, but probably uh, one of the best because he's got some really good stuff. He's got some really good stuff and is equally as passionate about the beautiful game. So that was Peter Dury commenting on this uh, 2019-2020 season, which just wrapped up Uh, under very strange circumstances. I gotta say, we really were anxious as football fans how it was going to wrap up you know with corona coming through and uh, most players having to stay home for their safety you know and uh, just to keep them with their families i mean besides the fact that it's a, a game football is also not as important as their families and keeping safe so we just had to um support the premier league and all other leagues in general with uh sending people home and having this uh break that was uh, available to them but without further ado let's just jump into it today's episode strictly premier league football strictly english premier league football so for those who do not know the english premier league football as perhaps is stated within the name it's uh the football league that is held in england so you've got 20 english teams that compete for the champions for the championship uh in the end of the season after playing 38 games so each team has to play home and away against um, its opponents until they finish the season. So you can have some cup games in between, but the basis and the, um, the meat of it is competing in the Premier League. So many players uh, that really come in are very anxious to compete uh, week in, week out. Players compete and uh, they play 90-minute matches um, with 45-minute halves. So they have a break in between. It's just 15 minutes to get everybody in the game. But as promised, we are here to discuss the Premier League uh, and it's very nice to be saying that we have new champions. You know, it gives me great joy to be announcing that we do have new champions in Liverpool because uh, over the past couple of years, Manchester City has dominated the English Premier League. They have won two of the past championships, um, if not three. And that's that's pretty much, you know, a monopoly of the championship and once it it always uh, recurs like that, it feels very uh, redundant and people lose interest in those particular leagues because you have one winner, uh, just like what happens in Germany and Italy with Bayern Munich and Juventus, respectively. But the Premier League, even though Manchester City did manage to uh, monopolize the league for quite some time, uh, it still is a very competitive league. You know, you've got so many players that come through the ranks from the various academies and the football clubs. And those players really uh, compete to come up and uh, one day play first-team football. You know, besides the fact that there's some other players who are bought directly from other clubs, you know, just to come and beef up the squad because a lot of people, um, especially the fans, they're always hoping to get new signings and new players in so that their teams are strong enough to compete uh, for the championship. But for this particular episode, I was just going to give you guys a rundown of how it all went down. Uh, Starting from the first week, you know, especially uh, with Liverpool becoming the champions. I mean, they basically ran away with the title from the first um, 18 games. I think they went unbeaten uh, until they lost to Watford, but they were on a roll. They were winning games and uh, they finished the league without having lost any game in Anfield which is their stadium which was quite impressive because the last team to ever go a whole season unbeaten was Arsenal and that is my personal club that is my favorite club in England Um, and I know where my loyalties lie but above all I think I'm a football fan first you know I appreciate good football I appreciate the craft that is football and um, as much as I would love to talk about Arsenal all day I do have to um, appreciate and acknowledge uh, The hard work that is being put in By other clubs, hence this podcast So that That's how it is And I promised to actually do an episode On Arsenal because they really had A shattered, horrific season You know, we, the fans Were just going in this roller coaster, And it wasn't a pretty season I'll tell you that, the worst we've had uh, In what, 10, 15 years? I'll say that, because we managed to finish 8th, which is really not Um, Arsenal standard according to myself And a lot of other fans but um, There is a silver lining uh, Because Arsenal made it to the FA Cup semi-final which is also another competition Held within some English teams Um, and by the time That this episode is aired I'm sure We'll we'll know the winner uh, between Arsenal and Chelsea in that final game But for now I'm recording and it's Actually the day before the final So I'm hoping to catch that match tomorrow 11.30am Uh, in the u.s and i hope to wake up early enough to actually uh, catch that game and uh have my emotions being thrown around all around the house um but we just have to get back into it so the english premier league how i'll do this i'll just jump into the 10 uh best moments of the league because they a lot happened you know when we started last season um last year in particular 2019 in august So I think I'll start from number 10, of course. And that was uh, Carlo Ancelotti, who joined Everton. He became their football manager, uh, which was quite a surprise to many people because Ancelotti's got a really um, massive catalogue. You know, he's coached massive teams like Real Madrid. He's coached uh, AC Milan. He's coached uh, Napoli. He's coached... um, Bayern Munich as well and he's managed to win a lot of titles with those teams including the Champions League with Real Madrid so it was quite a a step down for some people uh, seeing Ancelotti to come and manage a team like Everton you know not to take away every anything from Everton they're pretty big club Uh, but um, not not Ancelotti standard in my opinion I felt like he could have um, joined even Arsenal because of the season that Arsenal had I think uh, Ancelotti would have been a good fit because of the type of football that he he brings um, to any football club that he joins. And Everton have been pretty impressive throughout the season. They managed to um, get a lot of wins playing from home and quite a number of draws. They didn't lose a lot this season playing from home and only had to lose while playing away from home. So uh, props to Ancelotti for trying to, you know, create a very uh, strong fortress that is Goodison Park, um, the Everton Stadium. So moving on from number 10, we have number 9. And that would have to be Jamie Vardy scoring his 100th goal uh, of his Premier League career. Now, Jamie Vardy, he plays for Leicester City. And I think he's around 31, 32 years old right now. Which is a pretty, um, a pretty tough age for an athlete, especially in football, you know, because... Um, athletics in itself is very demanding but to be playing in one of the top leagues in the world and managing to keep scoring goals as he has done is very impressive you know props to Jamie for that and um, as a rival fan it doesn't bring me great joy when Jamie has to score against my team but it's definitely something to be uh, acknowledged and something to to actually give him praise for because he's he's come from the worst of conditions. You know, he, there was a time where he wasn't even playing football in his 20s and he didn't imagine that he would be playing um, Premier League football, let alone uh, competing for titles. And uh, we all know about that season when Leicester City won um, the Premier League. It was pretty amazing. It was pretty magical. Um, so, yeah, that was number nine. Jamie Vardy scoring 100 Premier League goals uh, throughout the season. Now, moving on to number eight. We have to talk about that Hyun Min Son goal against Burnley. Now, it, it could be very hard to remember some of the goals of this season, uh, considering how everything panned out, you know, with the corona break. But we have to talk about that beauty that he scored against Burnley. Now, that video is all over YouTube or anywhere else you could choose to access that material. But he literally started... Um, with the ball from way outside the opposition box. In fact, it was from a corner kick and uh, Tottenham were being um, attacked. So he gets the ball and 12 touches later, he's shredding throughout the visiting side's defense and he's slotting the ball past uh, Nick Pope, who's a very good goalkeeper. You know, he's had a very good season himself, but Son was just running throughout that 50 by 100 meter pitch, scoring that goal. It was a beauty. Even as a rival fan, you know, I am an Arsenal supporter and we hate Tottenham. We hate them so much. And last season, I really couldn't bear the fact that they went to the Champions League final because it meant they did have a 50% chance of actually winning that. And we've never won that um, title, sadly. But it is what it is. So number nine, or number eight rather, was Human Song's wonder goal against Burnley. Now, number seven... I think this one came as a shocker to a lot of football fans around the world. And that was Tottenham Hotspur, um, yet again, sacking Maurizio Pochettino. Now, I believe that this guy had been Tottenham's best coach for the past 10 years, even. Spurs haven't had it lucky when it came to coaches. You know, they've always tried to come close, you know, maybe finish in the top four of the Premier League. That is, finishing in the best four teams. But... um, as far as coaches go this guy is probably right there at the top you know he's pushed them he had that magical season where he could have gone on to win the title and finished second and then he went on to take tottenham to their first ever champions league final so i think it was pretty saddening for the football world you know because football fans we don't like seeing managers getting sacked you know, some some fans, yes. Some Arsenal fans in particular, yes. They actually enjoy seeing managers being sacked and uh, uh, seeing a new manager come through uh, just for the shade. But this guy in particular, you know, he was a lovable guy. Pochettino had so much passion for the sport. He had so much love for his players and he was always making sure that he stuck through them, you know, and he pushed them to be the best versions of themselves. Uh, and you produced some of the best football England, England has ever seen. So it was pretty saddening to see him go. But uh, good luck, Potch, wherever you be. Uh, we hope that you, you become a very great, successful coach with another club that will appreciate you more. Now, back to number six. I think it was Liverpool's uh, riot against Manchester City. They beat them 3 1 at Anfield. And that game, it was pure class pure German inspired football, you know, Klopp has come through and he's produced some of the best heavy metal football we've ever seen. He has that high pressing, high intensity, uh, high energy uh, type of approach to any football game, no matter the, the side that he's facing, no matter the opponent. So having him introduce that type of football and actually maintain it throughout the season best coach for this year, in my opinion, Hugen Klopp. And it, it was really fascinating to watch that game because it was just end-to-end football. You know, Pep Guardiola is not an easy opponent to face, but he also came through um, for that game and made sure that he set out his side for some attacking football. But Liverpool came out on top. They were passing the ball quicker. They were running throughout the field like for the whole 90 minutes and uh, they managed to get the result and with that result they stretched their lead at the top of the table and people started believing that this could be their year and um alas it was it was their year number five i think that would be the game liverpool lost one of the few games that they lost for the season and it was watford beating them three goals to nil i mean it came as a total surprise because three 0 it's a very convincing result especially beating a huge club like liverpool and it was just it was surprising cuz liverpool in general they were on a very uh, convincing march towards the title and once they got there it was february pre corona so it was very special because the fans were there in the stadium so the atmosphere was just ridiculous it was off the chain and off the roof i mean if a stadium had a roof but it was it was ridiculous So, shout out to uh, Watford for actually um, putting all those goals past uh, Alisson, who's Liverpool's goalkeeper. And unfortunately, their season didn't yield much fruit because they ended up being relegated. But that is um, the forever uh, cycle that is football. You know, you win some games and uh, you lose some. And to your dismay, the ones that you lose might actually uh, condemn you to... um, the first division league now number four I think that would be the breakout season of Timo Puki, who played for Norwich so Norwich were coming through from the first division league and they're coming uh, up to play their first uh, premier league season in a while actually I think it, it must have been maybe five six years before they were in the league So it was a long wait and the fans were very appreciative of coming through and timo puki was actually very good in the first six or so games he was racking in the goals and uh, people were actually hoping for um the best when it came to him you know like you always want to discover new players you always want new talent coming through the ranks Um, and he actually helped them to defeat manchester city which is a great fit for any club especially a club that's coming through from division one football i mean to come through and beat manchester city not many teams can do it you know except for arsenal liverpool manchester united chelsea and a select few you know it's the crim de la crim of football that can actually put city to the sword so shout out to timo Puki. now number three that would be leicester putting nine goals past southampton You know, a lot of people, I think their criticism of football is that there's not a lot of action. Some teams take a while to build up to the goals. Some teams really don't, you know, um, finish or or make use of their chances. But as soon as uh, Leicester went to St. Mary's Stadium, I think they had one goal in mind. That was to win the game, of course. But as soon as the goal started coming in, they just couldn't stop, you know. And... Jamie Vardy scored a hat-trick in that game. Ayose Perez was also on fire. I think he had a brace in that game and he was just ridiculously uh, running riot within the midfield. So it was pretty impressive to get such a result in the Premier League because it did show that the level of competition is high. You know, you have to be at your best every weekend. You have to prepare throughout the week so that you're not embarrassed by a team like Leicester. And uh, they did put nine goals past uh, Southampton. So... That is it on number three. Now, number two, I actually thought I would put this one at number one, but I think I'll put it in number two. And that was the whole coronavirus breaking and stopping the Premier League. That was a very tough time for football fans, especially uh, because some of the teams, you know, like you cannot just stop a season out of nowhere. And some teams would have been gaining momentum uh, throughout the season and at that time it was February um, getting closer to March and as soon as the Premier League was stopped, some team that were some teams that were on the rise they couldn't be as consistent once the Premier League resumed again so it was pretty much tough for many teams who couldn't um, get that mojo back after the coronavirus break. so it was a pretty huge huge um, surprise to everybody. And the impact was equally as massive. You know, many teams didn't recover after the break. And some teams actually started building up more and getting an identity and Arsenal being one of them. Uh, so that's at our number two. Now, before we wrap up the show, just make sure that you keep subscribing and you keep looking out for more content from the pundit. Uh, my name is Main Lalifa and my Instagram tag is the same as my name. So is my Facebook tag in case you want to link up and also, you know, just put suggestions through of whatever you want us to discuss um, as we keep growing together as the Pundit family. So number one, I think it would have to be Liverpool finally clinching the league. There was a lot of uncertainty when it came to how the season would finish while we were in the lockdown break because a lot of um, people had rumors spreading that this season would have to be null and void and then they would have to have a go at it again. And Liverpool having waited 30 years for this title, 30 years for this title. I think it would have been unjust and unfair because they were incredible. They were massive. They were just ridiculous in terms of how they were ripping teams apart. And that level of consistency, you cannot just build it overnight. It showed a lot of determination, resilience, a lot of um, support for the manager. Because I think teams are very dangerous when they're playing for their manager instead of trying to uh, show some individual effort. And that's what Liverpool were. They were just a well-oiled machine that was playing for their manager. And it was such a beautiful uh, sight every weekend, seeing those players celebrate goals. Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah, uh, Roberto Firmino. I mean, the whole team, I could name all those players and every one of them had some level of impact in their road to Winning the league So that's our number one uh, Liverpool Winning the league Heads off to them Props to them And uh, we hope they have More successful years to come So Thank you guys For listening in To our first ever episode The best 10 Moments of the Premier League season We'll just Keep on uh, Putting out content Bi-weekly of course Because uh, we cannot manage To be Putting out content Every week You guys need to Actually be looking forward you hearing the pundit but uh thank you guys for joining us today and uh thank you for being um good listeners and i hope you join the conversation you know join the conversation and as soon as we get everything up and running we should create a large platform for you guys to interact with us here at the pundit um, and get your opinions flying in so that we can discuss more things so look out for the next episodes uh coming through um Most likely to be the Arsenal episode, just to discuss that horrendous season that they had. Um, But we'll also be discussing other leagues as well, uh, including the La Liga from Spain, the Italian Serie A from uh, Italy, as I said. But uh, thank you guys for joining us at The Pundit uh, with your boy, Mettemain Lalifa, your favourite DJ's favourite DJ. Hope you guys have a good day or good evening. Goodbye.